Hello and welcome to a proper full-on gay crisis, a Heartstopper fan podcast with me, David. And me, Kate. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us again for another evening of chatting all things Heartstopper. We are looking forward to watching uh, episode six today. Yeah. I can't believe we're that far through. I know. And I was I was thinking about this episode on uh, my journey home from work today because <clears throat> it was... Definitely one of my favourites from my sort of first rewatch, and I was trying to think why because sort of in terms of what happens, it's mm. not particularly remarkable. I was just thinking I can't recall anything particularly about this episode. No, um, apart from yeah, a few nondescript bits. Nothing as stand out as episode three or anything like that. But. No, but I think what I liked about this episode before was that we've kind of come off the back of a few episodes mm-hmm. where um, we've had some lovely moments, but overall I think I've been a little bit frustrated mm-hmm. at the number of times mm-hmm. that Nick and Charlie had an opportunity to tell somebody about yeah. them mm-hmm. and that they, it keeps getting missed and I'm finding that increasingly frustrating. But we start to kind of come out of that in this episode and we're sort of ramping back up towards the final come out of that yeah (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even know it's my poet and i didn't know it and uh and we get some more of tara and darcy in this episode as well Mm. and i really like their addition to the friendship group i think they bring an a real energy Mm. and um they just sort of lighten the tone um so yeah yeah, so I'm, i'm excited to get a lot more of them in this episode for sure. You can't, can't get enough Tara and Darcy. They're fantastic. So, we also need to say a huge thank you to um, everyone who's written in this week. We've had loads mm. of lovely comments. We um, really have. Yeah, and not just about people's heartstopper moments and panic line advice, although that has been excellent this week as well. Top marks all round. But uh, <laughs> also, just people writing to say they're enjoying the show. And that's just lovely to hear thank you very much for taking the time to write to us and just let us know Mm. that one of my favorite comments came from janara white um who informed us that the birds at the end of the last episode which we were kind of trying to figure out what they might symbolize um she says that they are lovebirds that (gasps) represent nick and charlie um and um Lovebirds are really interesting because they pair and that they form an intense bond, no matter the sex of the um, of the other lovebird, and that they bond for life. Oh um, And that they they work together and they nest. Um, and so she says that that's what the symbolism of the, of the birds is. I was oh, like, yes, amazing. that's what we needed to know. <laughs> that's exactly what we needed to do oh, to know. Thank you so much for that. Ah. This is why I love that we have Instagram so we can have these conversations with you guys and you can let us know all of your amazing Heartstopper knowledge. Thank you very much, Janara. We also have to give a huge, huge thank you to Jessie. And some of you may have noticed um, that we've had a little rebrand, a little Mm. refresh. A little zhuzh, a little little update. And yeah, Jessie messaged us... um, 
and um, very, very kindly um, sent us um, these new designs um, for us to help help us give a bit of our boost to our Instagram page. And we think they look amazing. So amazing. So much more professional than anything I could have done. And the fact that um, Jessie's just, you know, taken the time to make these without us asking, just in his own time and messaged them to us just as a gift just you know he said consider them fan art which just blew my mind a little bit that we have fans that would make art for us it's just so kind and so generous and um yeah and now we have some very jazzy logos that look very profesh and we love them so thank you thank you very much jesse yeah it's really really appreciated um, so shall we take a look at our Heartstopper moments from last mm. week's episode? I think we should. Okay. So We've got a few. We have got a few. And we apologise um, if we can't include all of them in every episode. Uh, we are going to save some for our roundup mm-hmm. as well um, yeah. to make sure that we get as many in uh, as possible. Mm, and also, I've noticed this week that we've had a few people who've obviously been catching up on the previous podcast. So anyone who's just catching up on all the episodes all in one go, um, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for catching up. And don't worry, still message, because we're going to have a nice big roundup episode at the end of the series where we include all of those comments that didn't make it in time first time round. So... Katie messaged in and she said that um, episode five was one of her favourite episodes after mm. episode three because of all of the heart-stopping moments in it. And we did have a lot to discuss, didn't mm. we, in terms of picking our own moment. We did. And she said her top moment has to be Nick's vulnerability with Charlie while they're standing in front of the arcade game and that courage of both of them to kiss one another in public. Mm. Um and second to that is how well uh, Nick handles the image and date situation, especially for a teenager. Yeah. And yeah, he did handle that moment really nicely when he got to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he left it yeah. a little bit late in the day, but a little bit when late. he did it, it was spot on. Oh yeah, he made totally made up for it. Anthony also liked the moment where they looked around the arcade before the kiss. Um, and he said, it made me sad because I can remember a time when that was me looking to make sure that no one saw what was about to happen. Mm. Um, and I think we've all kind of gone through that period of, of shame, haven't we? Mm. Um, and, you know, to an extent I still do. Uh, you know, me and my partner don't really hold hands in oh, public really? ever. Mm. Um Maybe if we were out in the countryside and there wasn't really anyone about, but no, we're very, um, it's, yeah, that's something that I think stays with you. Mm, Yeah, for sure. Because it's not, you know, an irrational fear. It's a Mm. genuine concern that like, you just don't know what people's reactions are going to be sometimes. So yeah, fair enough. People have different comfort levels with it, don't they? And it takes people different amounts of time to get there as well, I suppose. Alicia has written in again this week to say that uh, for her, it's the gift of the framed photo and Nick saying it was one of his favourite days ever. Um, It's so sweet and genuine and shows how much he thinks about Charlie when he's not there. Um, And yeah, we talked about the photo, didn't we? It's just a really, really lovely image. Yeah, it really is. And I think someone else, Jennifer, messaged on Instagram as well and said... 
yeah, exactly the same thing that her heartstopper moment um, was the birthday gift and the fact that it was homemade by a teenage boy, no less, which Mm. is true. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and she (laughs) talks about how Charlie really needs to hear this out loud, that Nick really likes him, um, and yeah, it's just pure, sweet loveliness. Claire, um, I think, has given us all of the moments in the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Which is fair, Uh, they're all adorable. Yeah, very difficult to narrow down. but how Nick couldn't say no to either Imogen or Charlie. Mm. Um, the moment where the teacher says, Nick and Charlie, keep it down, please. The hugs, the kisses, the strong rough <laughs> the arms. Um, yeah, it was a great episode. So many moments. It really was. Um, and um, yeah, a couple of other people have also mentioned the kiss in the bowling alley. Uh, Luke. And and Rudiger, who also talks who talks about the soft gasp that Nick makes as they break from their kiss. I apologise if I've said your name wrong. And Alison um, agrees with our heartstopper moment, which is good to hear mm-hmm. <laughs> about uh, the hug that uh, Nick and Charlie have outside the uh, the washroom. Mm-hmm. And Jade also says that she loves the way Nick says "I want to." in the lead up to the kiss oh, and the way he yeah. cups Charlie's neck, really yeah. small but sweet yeah that was gorgeous donna's also mentioned um a bit more of a description of what she got from the hug um outside the bathrooms as well um she said it was so full of emotion and through that one hug nick seemed to be saying thank you for keeping the secret i'm sorry this is causing difficulties in your friendship with tao i understand how it looks to him i promise i'm not messing with you and i really hope you know that and it feels so warm here in this hug. I like you so much. You're amazing. Yeah, there is so, so much in their hugs, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Isn't there? For yeah. sure. And then Charlie's face as he melts into the hug as well. Aww. Oh. Oh, oh but she's amazing. ended by saying, as much as I adored that hug scene, though, I think the scene by the claw machine was still a favourite. The way they looked at each other with the adoration and the way they embrace as they kiss. Yeah. yeah both equally lovely yeah definitely um so thank you to everyone who wrote in with your heart stopper moment and um sorry if we couldn't include all of them this week um but do keep writing in and um as we say we'll try and include um as many as we can in our roundup episode mm, yes excited for that because we get to chat about all the episodes all over again <laughs> um so panic line advice this week some excellent advice as always um katie says she'd like to tell charlie that if he's going to invite nick to his birthday party which he should to ask him confidently and it's time to acknowledge that there's a real relationship here and stop acting so inferior Uh, although she's added that she totally gets that charlie's being respectful of nick's situation and how also Charlie can't believe his luck that his crush is crushing on him back, <laughs> which is a fair point. Yeah, I think there is still a bit of disbelief, even right through to the end of the episode, uh, to the end of the series even. No spoilers, but I think it may take a little ways into series two for Charlie to fully believe that Nick is actually in a proper relationship with him. <laughs> Quite possibly. Mm. Um, and we also appreciate your appreciation of our appreciation of Kit Connor's <laughs> face acting. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I lost track of that halfway through, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Anthony has added some advice for Tau um, and said that in the absence of hard evidence that Nick is hurting Charlie, he would advise Tau to take a giant step back and just see how happy Charlie is. And, you know, while he understands Tau's intention is not to hurt Charlie... He ends up alienating him by being very intense with his hatred of the rugby lads, which mm. is a good point. Yes. Amen. <laughs> intense is just a good word for Tao in general. Um, oh, yeah. Claire's added some extra advice for Tao to mind his business and don't jump to conclusions that Nick is messing with Charlie. Um, and I'm glad it's not just us that see this about Tao. <laughs> yeah, I think... Yeah, just not jumping to conclusions. And I think what Anthony said about taking a step back and mm -hmm. just looking at the actual situation, what is going on in front of you, not what you imagine is going on. Yeah. Look at what's actually going on. Look how happy Charlie is. Um, yeah, and Claire's just said the same. Tao, take Charlie's word that Nick is nice. Um, and she's also offered some advice to Nick to tell Tao that Charlie is a really good friend and that, Mm -hmm. He's not messing him around, which would yeah. have solved a lot of problems. Um, and to Nick, to text Imogen right after Charlie invites you to the party and ask if you could do the date another time, not while you're already <laughs> at the party, which we already mentioned as well. <laughs> yeah, what if she already got a table? Good point, Claire. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, oh, and also some advice to Harry to not get so invested in other people's love lives. Not Nick's, not Imogen's, not Charlie's, not anybody's. Amen. <laughs> Jade would advise Nick to say something more to Tao when he extends an olive branch and explain that Charlie means a not a lot to him and it's not his intention to hurt him. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Solid advice would solve a lot of problems. And Sophia says uh, they actually let out a frustrated scream when Nick and Charlie ended up not hugging. Ah, was that the moment where um, they, um, one of them scores oh, uh, yes. a strike yes. um, and they almost go to hug and then they don't and then Tal rolls his eyes. Yeah, that moment. Yeah, that was really frustrating. Oh, it really <laughs> was, wasn't it? I'd forgotten about that. That was another kind yeah. of smaller moment. But, oof. It really mm -hmm. does punch you in the face with these, like, emotions, doesn't it? Um, does. Yeah, she's added that luckily she was home alone <laughs> when she <laughs> let out her scream. So <laughs> that's good news. I'm glad you shared with us because we love hearing that the show is affecting other people as much as it's affecting us. We do. And we've actually had um, a voice note in this week, oh, haven't we? We have. Uh, our very first voice note. Shall we have a little listen? I think we should. Hello, my name is Al and I'm here with my favourite hot stubborn moment, panic line advice and favourite character. My hot stubborn moment has to be any time Nick Nelson gives Charlie one of his hugs. They're just so sweet and adorable. And I feel like every hug, even though it's just a hug and he doesn't say anything, there's just so much emotion packed inside of him and it makes me melt on the inside every time. My panic line advice has to be for Nick Nelson also. He needs a new wardrobe. His shirts are so tight and small. And I know the producers did it on purpose. I heard about that. But it bothers me so much. 
It really does. It gets under my skin. He needs looser shirts. He needs some new shirts. And lastly, my favorite character has to be Tori Spring. I don't know what it is. She's just so amazing and wonderful. Thank you for all of your podcast episodes, and I'm looking forward to all the rest. Oh, it's so lovely to hear people's voices. Um, yeah, we love Tori as well. Mm. Tori is, is is fab. Excellent. Um, and I'm excited for some more Tori in the coming episodes. Mm. Um, but yeah, Nick, the Nick shirt situation is ridiculous. Yeah, it is, yeah. We can see your point. We can see your frustration. Um, so if you want to um, share a voice note with us, um, all you have to do is go to anchor.fm forward slash heartstopper dash podcast and um, and then you can click to send us some messages there because we would love, love, love to hear your voices and to include some more of these um, either in the next few weeks or in our roundup episode at the end. Mm. Um, so send us your reactions and thoughts um, on, on anything so far. Yeah, we want to hear it all. What the show means to you, what your favourite Heartstopper moments are, um, favourite characters, favourite scenes, anything you feel like. Yeah, and and continue to uh, comment on our Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us at Heartstopper Fan Podcast um, on there, um, and we have a post each week uh, for our Panic Line feature and mm-hmm. our Heartstopper moment features. We do, um, so you can find those. And we are gradually getting better at using stories. And oh, I just shared today. Um, the Seesaw Films and Heartstopper TV have shared a post where they've already nominated Heartstopper for... Um, the National Television Awards. That's the one. Yes. Are they in the shortlist now, then? I think so, yeah. So Excellent. Joe Locke and Kit Connor have both been shortlisted for Rising Star and Heartstopper Fabulous. has been shortlisted for New Drama. So Excellent. I've read a lot of people in the comments saying that um, because Joe and Kit are both nominated in the same category, they've had to make two accounts <laughs> to log yeah. in to vote for both of them separately because you can't yep. choose both. And I hope enough people do that, that they end up having a joint win, going on stage oh, together and accepting the award together as, as a couple. I was going to say as a couple. They're not a couple in real life, but you know what I mean. Accepting yes. it together. Because I feel yeah. like they really were... Like, it was their teamwork. It was their acting oh, as a pair that made yeah. the series. There their were chemistry. a lot of other fantastic elements, too. The lighting, the colours, the music, the everything. But their chemistry, the show wouldn't have worked without it. So... No. Vote for both of them. Brilliant. So I think we've got through everything from last week, haven't we? We um, have. And there was a lot of it. So thank you, everyone, again. And keep it coming. Um, so I think we ought to crack on and uh, and watch episode six. Mm, yeah, we better had, haven't we? So what's the synopsis for this one? So this episode is called Girls. Um, oh, yes. And Netflix tells me that Tara makes her relationship official on mm-hmm. social media, but she isn't ready for the side effects. Mm-hmm. The friends try to play matchmaker with Elle and Tao. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do remember this episode. And this is the episode that I thought was going to be part of the previous episode because I binge watched them the first time around. So looking forward <laughs> to seeing how this one stands alone. Definitely.
right, so nice opening sequence here with uh, mm. Nick and his fantabulous mother, uh, Olivia Coleman. Does his mum have a name in the series? I think it's Sarah. Okay, I feel like I've asked you this before and I just immediately yeah. forget because she's Olivia Coleman. <laughs> but I think I've only seen that outside of the show. I don't uh, think her name is actually used in in the TV show. Ah, uh, that makes um, sense because she's just yeah. mum to him. Just mum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Nick is Googling the best LGBT movies. Mm-hmm. And there's some um, classics on there. Yes, there are indeed. Including Pride, it, which I think I mentioned in a previous episode. And you I'll did, mention yeah. Because I love it. <laughs> um, and yeah, and it transpires that he's Googling these because they he's deciding with his mum what film they should watch for film night. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's interesting that he's actually Googling these because it's almost though he wants mm. to bring that up with her and have yes. a discussion with her I just and had to that use thought. it as a way in. Yeah, I just had that thought as well, like a bit of a conversation starter to try mm-hmm. and break the ice and, yeah, as a way in. Or maybe even just to test the water mm. and see how she reacts. Yeah. Is she, uh, yeah, is she warm to the idea um, or is she... Um, you know, a bit put off by it. Mm. Um, it made me really chuckle when <laughs> she suggests Mamma Mia and he's like, oh, we've already watched that four times this year. I'm like, well, <laughs> it's not technically an LGBT film, but I feel like it's kind of uh, adopted. Like, Probably, although I've never seen it and I have never... zero desire to see it. David, but you love a musical. I just, just, no, I do love a musical, but I only like musicals when they're sad (laughs) otherwise they're too happy clappy um if there's no death in the musical i'm not interested (laughs) blimey okay needs to temper that happy clappiness (laughs) (laughs) i've seen the dawn uh, the french and saunders version and that's that's enough oh i've not seen that Um, anyway but um we digress olivia coleman suggests pirates of the caribbean a classic because nick was in love Kara Knightley, she's so pretty. <laughs> um, I mean, she is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm. I'm fairly certain I served her um, in my previous job. No. Um, she, like those teeth are unmistakable. Um, <laughs> but she was like trying not to make eye contact with me, so I was like, I won't embarrass her and ask for a photo. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. I need more information about this. Where did you work? When was this? Oh, back when I was working in the wine shop. Oh. She was filming nearby. So it kind of fitted, yeah. Oh Bought some nice bowls. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Kira yeah. Knightley, great teeth, good taste in wine. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Fun, fun little bonus fact for you there. And I totally, totally related to this next scene of Nick mm. watching Pirates of the Caribbean and that flicking back and forth between Orlando Bloom, Kira Knightley. Yeah, and I, I don't think there are many people who would deny that Orlando Bloom is an attractive man. Right. I mean, yeah, just deeply related to Nick watching Pirates of the Caribbean and having all the bi feels. But yeah, this shot of the close-up of the eyes, um, mm. as you say, with flicking back and forward and that realisation in like a two-second shot mm-hmm. is just so brilliantly summed up, yep. isn't it? You just, you absolutely understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then him then going to Google, am I bisexual? Yeah. And this has a very different feel to it to the previous time he was Googling, mm-hmm. when he was Googling about whether he's gay or not. Mm-hmm. Um, this one suddenly feels really optimistic and it feels like things are slotting into place. Yes, absolutely. And... 
I was just wondering as we were re-watching this um, if the YouTube video he's watching is a real YouTube video or whether that's an actor that they've like recorded a YouTube video of. I'd be interested to see. Yeah, I would suspect it's real. He looks fam vaguely familiar. Like I feel like he is a real YouTuber. Quite possibly. Um, but yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not really in that target audience. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, YouTube was after that our time, I suppose, when we were discovering ourselves. But yeah, again, it just shows like that it's another great tool for people. Like yeah. it showed in previous episodes how it can be a really scary place because it can also bring mm -hmm. up all the negatives. Yes. Um, and there is a lot of negativity out there, but it can also be very informative, and there can Definitely. actually be some very supportive representation out mm. there so you don't feel as alone yeah um, it is a way of connecting with your community isn't it when you could otherwise feel very isolated mm, for sure and realizing there are other people out there yeah and i think yeah in this first scene earlier in the series when he was googling about being gay he was sat on the floor in the corner on his mm -hmm. own he was very low he was clearly very tense very upset this time mm -hmm. he was lying on the bed and he had nelly by his side so automatically yeah. just better so much better yeah, yeah. um and that takes us into the title uh screen um, yeah, which again is just kind of fizzing and happy and mm -hmm. um, there's little fireworks and little musical notes popping. Mm -hmm. um, and it's in a nice bright green colour. Um, and again, yeah, just feels Optimistic. full of optimism. Yeah. Yeah. Brimming. <laughs> so we've rejoined um, Tara, Darcy and Elle mm -hmm. in the lunch hall. Um, and Elle and Tara are both on their phones, and there's this lovely use of the little messages popping mm -hmm. up, um, the comments on um, the picture that Tara's put up, kind of announcing that her and Darcy are now girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, well, yeah, Tara said in the previous episode that they didn't want to make a big announcement or anything, but I feel like kissing at that party in front of that many people and then posting on Instagram is kind of... An announcement isn't it like it's letting yeah. a lot of people know at once yeah which has led to a lot of different reactions at once mm -hmm. which is quite overwhelming for tara at the yes moment. I mean, we, st we, we still don't know how long it's been since the party mm. we've obviously moved on three episodes haven't we oh, we don't know true. how how long that's that's been mm -hmm. um but yeah, they've obviously decided that, that, that like they're just going to get it out in the open. Yeah. And yeah, some very supportive comments, but also some less than supportive comments. Mm -hmm. All the you don't look like a lesbians, which mm -hmm. I also another strongly identifiable moment for me because I got told that you don't look like a lesbian from a teacher. So. <laughs> oh, helpful. <laughs> yep. Been there. Uh, had all of that so yeah but different again that they're coming out online in the digital mm -hmm. age feel so old yes. saying that but yeah and so she's able to kind of delete mm. some of the messages and put her to the back of uh, put them to the back of her mind well, initially yeah I think she's deleted them off the Instagram but they're still on her mind from the looks of yes. things yeah definitely so before we talk more about that mm. um 
I have a distinct memory from episode one of phones being banned in the lunch hall and being confiscated, having them out. Yeah, everybody's on their phones um, today, so clearly that rule has gone out the window. No, well, <laughs> artistic license. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. needed her to not have her phone back then. They need them to have it for the Instagram now, so we'll let yeah. them have it. <laughs> And it also gives us a moment for Dar- um, Darcy to start talking about Tao and Elle as well mm. and to use her sixth sense um, mm. for relationship spotting. Yes, she does have an excellent sense for, yeah, not just gaydar, just a sense for when there's a romance a-brewing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we quickly hop over to the boys' school where Tao and Harry have another uh, run-in. Mm, yes. Um, after Elle so definitely shuts Tara da- uh, Darcy down and is like, nope, not talking about that, not going there, box off that conversation. <laughs> um, is Harry, does Harry bump into Tao this time? Yeah, he comes from behind him, doesn't he, and shoulders him. Mm, yeah, yeah, just total idiot face. Yeah, and... I mean, we've we've said it all before, haven't we? Mm-hmm. But Nick and Charlie just sort of make eye contact and Nick kind of looks just apologetic, but he's kind of almost been um, put into submission, really, hasn't he? And he mm-hmm. doesn't feel like he can stand up to Harry anymore. Mm-hmm. And either. Tao does a pretty good job of standing up to Harry on this occasion anyway. I don't feel oh, like yeah, they he does, need actually. Nick to step in at this point. He shuts Harry down with another, you know, witty comment about his one brain cell that probably goes completely over Harry's head and uh, makes him look like a bit of an idiot. And even Charlie says, wow, I like, I think you really got him that time. Like, I think you really yeah. hurt his feelings. So, yeah, um, yeah that's, uh, well, not a nice moment, but good to see Harry being put in his place a bit. And yeah. then we flick back to Tara again, still having to go through her Instagram and delete Lots more comments mm-hmm. about not looking like a lesbian, not expecting you to be gay, what a waste, da da da, mm. da, da, da. Um, And then Darcy comes and breaks the tension via trumpet. <laughs> yes. Their instruments, I feel, pick them perfectly. I always love going to like um, an orchestra rehearsal and trying to guess who plays what instrument mm. before they pick them up. Um, and I do feel that their instruments... Um, fit them really well clarinet players are often um a little more studious Mm -hmm. um a little more sensible Mm -hmm. um whereas trumpet players tend to be louder brasher Mm -hmm. um and kind of a bit more of a kind of a joker character so i feel like they fit very well (laughs) yeah yeah i didn't consciously know that but yes i think i just felt like trumpet was definitely a Darcy instrument. <laughs> yeah, Imogen would be a flautist if she was an instrument. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, a little bit of flute for Imogen. I can see that. Yeah. Hmm. Fun game. Match uh, the Heartstopper character to their instrument. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, they have a lovely little interaction here, don't they? Um, where, um, you know, Darcy kind of um, bolsters her back up again mm-hmm. um, and reminds her of uh, the time that they got locked in and had their first their first kiss. Yes, and the very first time I watched this, when Tara says, careful, don't let the door close, otherwise we'll get locked in here, I immediately <laughs> knew that was going to come into play oh, yeah, later. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers, because if you've watched this episode, you know. 
yeah, and then they move into orchestra, and there's some more comments from people face to face saying yeah. that Tara's so brave for coming out, which mm-hmm. is not a negative comment. It's quite supportive, but still it's it's just more attention that Tara doesn't want. She wants it to be low-key, exactly. doesn't she? She doesn't yes. want to make a big deal out of it, but mm-hmm. everyone is talking about it, um, or that's how it feels anyway. Yeah, and then, yeah, some of the girls sort of leave the room saying how gross it is. Mm. Um and um yeah they they sort of talk about um whether it would be good to combine the schools and have a mixed school yeah. um and i've i i, I attended a mixed school so mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah i wonder whether um being in a same sex school sort of amplifies mm. feelings against homosexuality mm. um i don't know yeah i went to a mixed sex school as well so i wouldn't wouldn't know but yeah, I can see what you mean. Yeah, no, I'd be interested to know um, people's experiences if anybody has um, been in that in that environment. Mm. But um, we very quickly move on. Hang on, before we leave orchestra, we need to talk about Darcy's anti-homophobia cheese. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it needs to become a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I oh want to see it God, in supermarkets. So fantastic. So first of all, she's like, yeah, we should definitely mix the schools. And I'm saying that as a 100% lesbian, which is just hilarious. And then very quickly follows it up with, do you need me to like throw things at them? I've got some cheese. <laughs> Always carry anti-homophobia cheese. Yeah, I might take it on Dragon's Den. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Love Darcy's <laughs> sense of humour. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then, then we yeah, uh, jump on. back across to Charlie and Nick in the park, yes. um, having a little lay and a and a chat. Mm, yeah, another very nice, uh, visually pleasing setup. Just lovely image of them lying in the grass by the giant fallen tree. Mm. Looks very peaceful, very quiet. And it's just nice that they can have these kind of quite open discussions Mm -hmm. about um how charlie first realized he was gay Mm -hmm. um and i love that they've kind of flipped roles haven't they and that Mm -hmm. now nick is the one who's apologizing all the time um and you can see on his face um like when they go to kiss but they get interrupted Mm -hmm. he feels again that he feels shame, but he's really frustrated that the shame is stopping him from being able to enjoy that kiss. And it's almost like that frustration is starting to outweigh the shame, mm. I felt. Yeah, definitely. And it's mm-hmm. lovely to see how Charlie is so supportive as well. And mm. he really reassures Nick, like, don't worry, don't have to figure it out right now, don't have to apologise. You know, he gets it, he gets that. This is very different from the Ben situation of not wanting people to see them kiss. This is Nick genuinely really wanting to, but needing time to figure things out for himself first. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just love that moment where um, Charlie suggests that they kiss to help (laughs) figure it out. And Nick's just like, wow. It's so kind of... (laughs) 
cheeky but it's just it's a really nice dynamic yeah it's nice to see charlie being the more confident one isn't it and them having like yeah. those playful moments together in what they is do otherwise... they just have fun together don't yeah, they yeah they, they do have the difficulties of like you know nick trying to figure things out not feeling like they're able to be open so it's nice to see the lightness and the happiness they bring each other as well very cute yeah very very <laughs> cute So when we rejoin Nick, he's um, doing more research into bisexuality. Mm -hmm. And again, you can kind of see the clogs wearing, mm -hmm. uh, the clogs wearing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, the Dutch dubbing of uh, <laughs> of Heartstopper. <laughs> <laughs> the cogs are wearing. Yes. Um, and cogs yeah, and he's clogs. starting to kind of figure things out. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I love the again the youtuber i have to try and find out if that is a real youtube video i want to find it because um i feel like the the guy in the video explains really succinctly like, mm. that it can feel like you're second guessing yourself all the time when you realize you might be bisexual but you know it doesn't have to be a choice you can have both and that is okay you can have feelings for guys you can have feelings for girls it is okay um and then we cut to band rehearsal and <laughs> Nick's obviously walked Charlie over there, which is quite sweet that they're, yeah. you know, spending time together in public a little bit. And uh, he asks Charlie when the concert is so that he can come. And, and he asks him, doesn't he, actually? He says, can I come? Lovely that Nick wants to come and kind of share in his interests and um, I suppose... Um, appreciate Charlie's talents and what makes him happy and to try to understand that because obviously um you know it's very clear that they both have different interests mm -hmm. in life um and that Nick isn't musical no. um but he wants to support Charlie's interests I think that's um yeah it's really nice yeah it is and then uh, Charlie has to run set up his drums but then Nick bumps into Tara, who's arriving for rehearsal as well, and uh, he has a little chat with her about the fact that he's come to support Charlie. And... Yeah, and she's very pleased to see him, mm -hmm. isn't she? Um, and yeah, once again, her sixth sense has kicked in. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, they had a very similar conversation at the party, didn't they, when she was asking about um, his friendship with... Um, with Charlie, mm -hmm. um, and now she's kind of pushing it a little bit more, mm -hmm. and she's saying, oh yes, you know, you're getting along really well, aren't you? Spending um, a lot of time together. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I'm so glad that he does, he takes the plunge, and he confides in her, doesn't he? He does, um, which is lovely. I think he obvi she obviously represents something for him, mm -hmm. doesn't she? In that yeah. um they had that conversation in episode three mm -hmm. and then he saw them kissing. Mm -hmm. Um I think he obviously feels safe with her. For sure. That's exactly the word I was thinking of. She's like a safe mm -hmm. safe place for him to come out mm -hmm. because they were close. Um, you know, like he says to her, you know, when they were thirteen he thought that he was gonna be boyfriend and girlfriend with her forever. Or does she say that to him? Either way, they were clearly close when they were 13. And now he also knows that she's out and that she's a lesbian. And 
So she feels like a very natural person for him to confide in. Yes, and I love that little mini, sh- that shot of mini Nick and mini Tara. Oh, I know. Um, it's only it's about really sweet. two or three seconds long. I thought it was longer than that. In my memory, it was longer than that, but it's literally Yeah, it's like just a split second, isn't it? A second <laughs> like, of them being younger, and then they're yeah. back to the present again. Yeah. But it's, it's a great moment, that. Um, and um, I love the way that then Charlie then gives that little wave to... Uh, to Nick as well, and um, I just re- I just really like the dynamic of the four of them mm-hmm. that's starting to develop here. Yes. I think they all um, just they, they complement each other nicely as characters, mm-hmm. um, but they're also a very clear and very natural friendship group. Yes. Um, and um, yeah, I, j- I just think it works so well. It does, and Tara invites. Nick to come and sit with them at lunch. Oh, I almost forgot about Darcy <laughs> sneaking up with her trumpet again. Oh yeah, trumpeting again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And then they invite Harry. Uh, Harry? Definitely don't invite Harry. They invite Nick to come and sit with them at lunch. And that's why I was thinking of Harry because then yeah. when they do meet at lunchtime, we hear Harry, um, but don't actually yeah. see him. And I like that it's done this way. The scene is and Nick sitting with Tara and Darcy and you just see their faces, their reactions mm-hmm. to hearing Harry making homophobic comments to Tao yep. mm-hmm. off camera saying, oh, you know, where's your boyfriend today? You, aren't you having lunch with him? And mm-hmm. Tao again biting back and say no waiting for your mum <laughs> classic uh come back so yeah yeah so that leads very nicely then into nick saying that he's not ready to be out yet mm-hmm. um and very clearly tara and darcy are very understanding of that and 100%. you know say so, you know if you're not ready to don't do it you know, yeah um and that's when this kind of this idea of this double date comes out of um which Darcy sort of hits upon, matchmaking, mm-hmm. um, plans are afoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tara delivers these lovely lines to Nick about don't feel like you have to come out mm-hmm. um, until you're ready to. Um, and again, it feels really like she's speaking directly to the audience. And when Nick does um, say that she's the only person who knows about Nick and Charlie... Um, and she's like, does it feel good to have told somebody? Yeah. You know, it really feels like she's directly asking us mm-hmm. as an audience. Yeah. Um, and again, it's just that kind of that kind of almost that that bond, isn't it, between mm-hmm. um, between what we're seeing and 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 our own lives. Yeah. And that model again for younger viewers that might not have mm-hmm. gone through all of these experiences yet, but might be mm-hmm. questioning or thinking about coming out or you know trying to prepare themselves for what might happen it's another yeah representation of how people can be really supportive and how it can feel a little bit lighter and a little bit like a weight off your chest once you have told someone so yeah it's nice but without dismissing the fact that it it's can hard. be hard and yeah. that not everyone is going to take it well mm. so you know i think the balance is really well is really good here but i think is over 
um, the overall message is that, is that kind of um, that optimism and, and mm-hmm. feeling good about it. Um, yeah, that it's a yeah, positive just, step, but it's also mm-hmm. okay to take your time with it because yeah. it's not an easy step. So we get our first Tory moment of the episode where she appears yes. out of nowhere <laughs> like the ghost that she is um, with her sippy cup. <laughs> it's not a sippy cup, is it? It's just a normal glass, but it's always got a straw and she's always slurping. And yeah, there is no fooling Tory. No. Is there about mm. the Nick and Charlie thing? Absolutely. She reads into it and there's just nothing that Charlie can do to um, to protest. So we just kind of sort of gives in um, but is saved by the fact that the door is um or that somebody knocks at the door mm, nick is at the door well uh, so yeah. he <laughs> goes absolutely running uh hence mm-hmm. proving tori's point and <laughs> she doesn't have to say anything she's just sipping away yep little eyebrow raise mm. but yeah she's fat and then nick and charlie crack on to doing some homework together well nick cracks on to doing some homework charlie just lies there staring at nick because Oh, I know. He can't take his eyes off yeah. him, can he? It's just so sweet. Um, I love this scene. Yeah, me too. This made me smile all the way through. It's, and I mm-hmm. squeaked a couple Same. of times. I apologise <laughs> for you having to listen to that while you were trying to watch. Because um, then Nick tells Charlie off for staring, then uses that kind of interruption to their homework as an opportunity to bring up the fact that he's told Tara mm. that uh, they are dating, that they are actually seeing each other. Um, yeah. And Charlie's just over the moon, isn't yeah. he? He's like, he's so happy that like um, Nick finally feels like he can tell people, mm-hmm. and that he's sort of almost confirmed that they're dating because yes. they still kind of keep kind of skirting around it a little bit, don't mm-hmm. they? Whether they are or they aren't. Yeah. Um, and he's initially a little bit like, "Oh, are you sure you wanted to?" But yeah. then when Nick says that he definitely did, mm-hmm. um, they just have this gorgeous moment where they just rolling around on the floor and kissing and just ah it's just lovely yeah and the little flowers appear because there's been (laughs) another change fits your theory fits your theory there's been another change nick is feeling more comfortable he's come out to someone the flowers are blossoming Mm -hmm. as his identity is becoming clearer and he's becoming more comfortable and confident in himself and yeah and when he tells Charlie as he's leaving that they want to go on a double date with um, Tara and Darcy, the yeah. joy on both their little faces while they're like, oh, never been on a date. I've never been no. on a date either. And then Nick doesn't want to leave. He's like hesitating and waving by. And then Charlie closes the door to do the biggest happiest oh that little celebration celebratory yeah. <laughs> jump in the air and squeak and the little flappy arms oh just such pure joy the whole way through that scene yeah Loved it, it. makes me really happy that whole scene mm-hmm. is just just gorgeous mm-hmm. really lovely um and then that's when we get the group chat yes with tara darcy nick and charlie yes um who decide that they should also invite Tao and Elle mm-hmm. to become a triple date without Tao and Elle realising that they're on a date or that Nick and Charlie are on a date. Yeah. And again, <laughs> it feels like this milkshake scene that's coming up would be the perfect opportunity for Charlie to tell Tao and Elle about 
him and Nick, but it doesn't quite play out like that as we're about to watch. Yes. Before we get there, though, I just, I, I, I do, I'm a little, a little uncomfortable with all the, the with the matchmaking of Tao and L. Mm. Um, it's a, li- it's a bit forced. Mm. Um, and L was very clear and very like strong about the fact that she didn't want them to pursue it, that she liked Tao, but that she didn't think he liked her back, and that she wanted them to drop the subject completely. And yeah, she's been through a lot, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, and she just wants to enjoy her friendship. Um, and so, yeah, I think the way that they've gone about this, I don't necessarily agree with. Um, but, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've just paused on um, a still of Tao arriving at the milkshake scene and he's got his arms kind of out to the side and he looks like a little flappy little happy bird and uh, yeah he's, he's probably not going to stay that happy for very long so um, yeah. <laughs> let's see right so it's milkshake time mm-hmm. and from experience I can tell you that milkshakes are the worst possible thing that you could drink in copious amounts before trying to play the clarinet (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is a good point like vocal hygiene when you're playing a musical instrument very important Mm -hmm. don't want dairy yeah nope she's gonna have a very sticky reed (laughs) (laughs) okay Enough about sticky weeds. Let's mm-hmm. uh, focus on how cute this milkshake cafe is. It's adorable. So mm-hmm. Love all the bright colours again. Sure, there's yeah. probably some like symbolism hidden in there somewhere that I've missed, but oh, probably. I just enjoyed how colourful and pretty it was. It was just cute and just nice. Yeah. Although, I have put that Darcy is being way too much. A hundred percent. She does a little bit first of all, mm. and then a little bit later on. Yeah. Um, but like, I've gone right off her in mm. these few minutes. I wouldn't say I've go, gone completely off her as a character, but definitely this scene is one of the most awkward, and it's entirely mm-hmm. because of her. So yes. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. think she needs to rein herself right in. But I think that's just her personality. Like we said, she can be a bit oblivious to things like that sometimes, and she's just... Yeah, a bit more up front and doesn't realise that not trumpet player. everyone is as comfortable. Classic yeah, trumpet player. <laughs> trumpet player. Yeah. She's a trumpet player. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, I just wanted to note that, you know, I was mentioning before that Tao looked like a happy little bird at the moment that yes. we paused it, just as he was arriving at the milkshake cafe. Mm-hmm. Um I realised as soon as we pressed play again that the reason he looked so happy is because he had just seen Elle. Yeah, I, I I sort of had in my head it was like a secret handshake, but it's kind of almost more like that reeling in mm. kind of dance move, isn't it? But I really like it. It's 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 great, and it shows fab chemistry between them. Yeah. And as you say, they look so happy to see each other, yeah. don't they? And then a massive so, hug. Yeah, sorry, I jumped over that. Nope, nope, yeah, mm-hmm. totally agree. Massive hug, love to see each other. And Tao mentions that he didn't realise Elle was coming, which is another... You like hint that the sneaky sneaky gays have been sneaking, um, <laughs> <laughs> mostly Darcy. Um, yeah, she really pushes her luck in this scene, doesn't she? 
She does. And Elle does put her in her place. Mm-hmm. And I think she gets the message. Yes. Um, I really like Elle's speech here. She delivers it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as Tao's gone of... from the table. Yeah. She's like, I see what you're doing. You set this up. What are you playing at? I told you I don't want this. I've had enough change mm-hmm. this year. Stop. Yeah. Perfect. It is brilliant. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Nick is being the worst sharer ever. <laughs> um, the point of sharing is that you're both supposed to like what each other is having. Charlie has already <laughs> said that he hated the bubblegum. Um, so this is, a, this is not a mutually beneficial sharing situation. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Charlie minds at this point. He is just loving Charlie's the fact mad. that uh, Nick said it's a date. And, yeah. Oh, that bit. I don't know why, but something about the way Nick says... Like, when Charlie asks him, oh, is that what people do, sharing drinks, is that what people do on dates? And the face, again, kick on with the face acting, the face Mm -hmm. that he pulls when he's like, yeah, yeah, it is. It's just like the confidence and the, ah, like, cheekiness and the playfulness. I just love it. It makes me a little bit giddy. (laughs) And I... I, I really loved the way he said, uh, we should, when they, when um, Charlie asks him if they should go on a, a date, just the two of them. And yeah. it's just like, again, it's just like that big beaming smile. Mm-hmm. They're just oh, having such tab. fun together, aren't they? Which is really they lovely are. to see. Until Tao walks over because he's just been sent mm-hmm. away from the table to come help them with the drinks so that Elle yeah. can tell. Which they didn't really need help with considering two of them weren't made yet. They could have just taken them over and gone back but whatever <laughs> could have but Elle needed Tao to go away so that she could tell Darcy off so yeah. we're going with it um, mm-hmm. yeah and then it just gets real awkward real fast well yeah because like he seems to imply that he's interrupting something mm. which makes me think is he seeing something is he finally catching on <laughs> yeah and then they're like oh no and so he's like oh fine then and then it just like kills it mm. yeah um so yeah, I just don't I don't know what to make of this. Um and then again, so frustrating. I love the way that they do it. I really love the way that they tell mm. Elle when they go back when Charlie and Nick go back to the table and they just kind of drop that hint about the triple date mm-hmm. and she's like, So Tara and Darcy and me and Tao and Oh my god, you two. I know. Um, I love it. Sweet, I love the way it? the penny drops. And I like that Nick's the one who said that as well, like it's a triple yes. date. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, confidence mm. going through the roof. Loving it. But to not tell Tao is yeah. just so it's just unforgivable at this point mm-hmm. in the story. Yeah, I think there's no reason. I get what Charlie's saying about wanting to tell him to find the right time to tell him and to tell him himself. Now and, is the right time. But now <laughs> is the now right time. Now is the right time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now's the time, Charlie. Like, what are you waiting for? So, yep. Or even though, you know, Tao comes back and before they have a chance, he's like, oh, we've got to go. The concert's about to start. They're then, like, sauntering along by the river and nobody's talking. That's another perfect That's opportunity. Another yeah. Yeah, exactly. If Charlie wanted to talk to Tao alone, why not just do it then? Be like, oh, hey, can I walk with Tao, L, who already uh-huh. knows what I'm about to tell him? Yes, yes, you can. Just slip to the back of the group for a second. Yep. Just- have that conversation now 
Or, yeah, or Nick could have done another mm-hmm. one of us. So, Tal, how, Tal, have you enjoyed our triple date? Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of done it that way. Um, no excuse. Absolutely no excuse. Um, but instead, um, Tal and Elle um, share some earplugs. And she says, I really love you, which mm. feels very loaded. Mm, yeah, I don't think... Yeah, maybe there is a bit of a romantic sense in it, but I think she's mostly saying, I really love you in a friendship way. Like, I really value your friendship. It's it's loaded because we know that she obviously actually fancies Tao as well, but I think yeah. after that conversation and, and that kind of risky situation of Darcy mm-hmm. almost giving things away she's realised how much she values her friendship with Tao. That's what I took from it. I couldn't quite pitch it because the show is very careful about not using the L word with Nick and Charlie. Mm -hmm. They're very clear on saying, I really like you, I really like liking you, and Mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, They're very careful about avoiding that L word. Mm -hmm. And it just feels... um, this one just feels very weighty mm. and I don't know how to, I just don't quite know how to take it. Yeah, I think um, that's why I interpreted it as mm-hmm. she's realised how much she values their friendship and she yeah. really loves him as a friend mm-hmm. um, and doesn't want to jeopardise that. Um, but yeah, his reply, whilst again he uses the same word and echoes those back, it just, yeah, it, the, it feels imbalanced. It's very imbalanced, yeah. There's so much weight behind it from Elle's side and then Tower's just like, well yeah, I love you too. Obviously. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're great friends and we love each other. And we've said that many times probably in the yeah. past and it's no big deal. But to Elle it is a big deal because she's realised that their friendship is kind of at risk in a way. It's like, yeah, things could change and she doesn't want any more change, which is fair. Yeah. Like, but lucky for her, Tao is the most oblivious person <laughs> on the planet. So yeah. <laughs> she's safe for now. <laughs> she's totally safe. He is totally oblivious. If he hasn't cottoned on that Nick and Charlie are a couple, then he is not catching on that she has feelings <laughs> anytime soon. But it is it is a nice it is a nice moment that. Lovely. Um but yeah, gosh, we are just moving through these scenes really quickly again. The pace of last episode was really different to this one, mm. but we're very, very much back on this bang, bang, bang. Mm-hmm. Um which is just so exciting. I just I want to keep Love watching. It. Let's do it. Let's keep watching. We're back to the orchestra. So in this in this last section, um, we rejoin them in orchestra. They're preparing for the concert. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of at the last minute, um, somebody makes a comment about not looking at Tara because you'll catch the lesbian. <laughs> Which makes... No sense, but no sense. it's exactly the kind of stupid, ignorant thing that people sometimes come out with. Um, yeah, so, and yeah. Um, interestingly, um, I, I don't know whether you noticed, but we commented on um, on something about Heartstopper, mm-hmm. and some randomer um, put a comment about monkeypox underneath, and... Um, it just kind of, I suppose, shows the ignorance of how these diseases are spread and the link between those, uh, between monkeypox and the gay community. You know, there is an ignorance around how that disease is spread, and it's not the first time um, that 
you know, diseases linked to the gay community um, have been... Used to spread hate. Exactly, yeah, you're right. Um, and so, yeah, this comment, I think, kind of harks to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, to, and to the sort of the ignorance surrounding it. Mm-hmm. So it's no wonder that Tara has had enough and she leaves. Yes, she runs off and Darcy is immediately after her. And uh, Charlie is busy again trying to show Nick how to play the drums. I think just for an excuse for sitting very close together and holding yeah. hands in public. Kind Can't of. blame him. Yeah, very cute. And uh, Charlie talks to Nick about, you know, the fact that he didn't have to come and that he's still surprised that Nick wanted to be there. Nick tries to explain that he just likes spending time with Charlie and that he just wants to be with him. Yeah, there's a different angle to Charlie's apology this time, though. It's about protecting Nick, isn't it, and not wanting him to go through what he's been through. And, you know, having kind of seen the impact on Tara, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, I think there's a different feel to the way that he's apologising. Yeah. It's not just because he feels that he doesn't think Nick's wants to do with him. Mm-hmm. It's because he knows that the impact that that could have on him if people start to find out because they're not exactly being secretive about it no in public they are spending a lot um, of time together sitting very close together and mm-hmm. that is what charlie directly refers to isn't it he says people might guess we're together and i don't want to make things awkward for you and make you have to come out before you're ready um mm. but then the the conversation gets kind of interrupted i think by the teacher shouting where are tara and darcy they are missing and we need them like now i'm about to open the doors um yeah and then we cut to tara and darcy in their kissing room yeah and like you predicted they've got locked in oh no the door yeah the door (laughs) um but it is a it's it's a great moment isn't it because it just it brings the energy back down mm-hmm. and tara who throughout most of this episode has been quite high energy sorry darcy throughout most of this episode has been quite high energy and has been quite full on mm-hmm. she recognizes that tara um won't respond to that at this moment mm-hmm. and so she brings her energy level down she just sits quietly next to her and just says talk to me mm-hmm. um and I wanted to mention as well that I noticed when just after she says to Tara, uh, Tara to you know talk to me, um, she asks her if she regrets coming out, mm-hmm. and there's a real hesitation and nervousness and little mm-hmm. shake in her voice when she asks her, um, and it's the first time we've seen that uncertain side of Darcy. I think up until now she's been very trumpet player. Mm-hmm. very confident you know <laughs> and this is the first little moment of hesitation and i think yeah. it it highlights all the little glances that um darcy has been giving tara every time tara's mentioned in this episode coming out's not easy and she said it to nick she said it to l she's mentioned a few times now that it can have negative consequences as well it's always cut to Darcy's face and her reaction to yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. And her looking yeah. a little bit downheart about it and then a little mm-hmm. bit crestfallen. And 
and she's not mentioned anything about it to Tara up until now that we've seen, but this is her putting it out there like, I've realised that you're having a hard time with this. Are, are you regretting it? Do you think it's a mistake? And, um, yeah. yeah. And she, she does allow Tara the space to just let all of her feelings out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she's brilliant in this scene. Oh, um, so fantastic. And I think, you know, the sense that I kind of got from her speech was that it's it's all sort of the unknown isn't it mm-hmm. nobody teaches you how to deal with these feelings and with coming out mm-hmm. and you know we've been speaking all the way through about the lack of representation there was nothing for us yeah. to understand how we should do this mm-hmm. who we should tell when we should tell how people might respond mm-hmm. how to how to understand these things there was nothing Mm-mm. at all um, and it is really tough and you do feel alone and you see other people who are dealing with it differently and um, that's all you have to go on. I mean, ta- all Tara has to go on is Darcy. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. And, you know, we don't know what kind of role models Darcy's had, if any, or if she's just much more confident mm. anyway. You know, mm. we don't we don't know. No. Um, I mean, Tara mentions that Tara came out a lot younger uh, that Darcy came out a lot younger than mm-hmm. her doesn't she mm-hmm. so she's had longer to just get used to it and maybe that's yeah. what's made her a bit more abrupt and kind of brash is having to toughen up and mm-hmm. having to deal with all these comments much younger um we don't know what they've already been through up to this point do we but no no it's lovely seeing Darcy who's usually the loud one being quiet <laughs> and yeah. giving, um, I want to say Karina then, giving Tara the space to let out these feelings. And Karina Brown does an excellent job in this scene. I think she's just tired, isn't she? She's just exhausted of yeah it already. And it's only been maybe a week or two. Yeah, no, it, it's draining, it is mm. draining. Um, and what's so brilliant about this episode is that we, once again, the, the kind of the energy swings again really quickly um, when um, Tara sort of cheers her up. Sorry, Darcy cheers her up and gives her a kiss and there's these lovely little, um, again, these lightning bolts and these music things. But even though we're kind of, we're switching back and forth really fast, um, every moment, every beat feels like it has the space that it needs yeah. nothing ever feels rushed but yeah. we are you know we're getting through a lot here mm. um and so yes they have this lo- lovely kiss mm. um and the animations are totally different to nick and charlie's animations yeah, they very much that. represent their relationship mm-hmm. um and that they're kind of almost more fully formed than mm. nick and charlie's which are kind of those sort of almost like elemental mm. um yeah crackles aren't they um so yeah that that was really interesting yeah yeah enjoyed that a lot and the music again um i think the song that plays starts playing as they're kissing and then continues as the others are running down the corridor to search for them to drag them back to the concert or rescue them from being locked into this room is Mm. perfect um oh is it two different songs i think it might be flirting with her by sir baby girl when they're kissing and then Bang, bang, bang by Lauren Hibbard when they're running after them. 
I think you're right. Possibly. Either way, music, fantastic, as always. Sets the energy and really bring, yeah. lifts the energy back up again. And it's so good. Mm-hmm. This show does that so well, doesn't it? It so chucks well. you about. So it's well. like... yeah. You know, you're right there with them having this really tender, emotional moment. And then 10 seconds later, all the others are running after them with this high energy music. And it feels more cartoony again. They all burst through the door as a group, which Mm -hmm. I love, you know, showing how they're all coming together and supporting each other. Yeah, I don't understand why she says homophobia when she hears them coming. I've I'd never understood that. I, even on fourth rewatch, I interpreted it as that's her kind of like swear word, like homophobia is a rude word to her. So oh, she's like, yeah. instead of saying oh crap or yeah. oh shit, like she's like oh homophobia. That's how I interpreted it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I could, yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, so when they then find Tara and Darcy in the room, rescue them, mm-hmm. bring them back, and we see the shot of them running down the oh, corridor, and first of it. all, Tara and Darcy grab each other's hands, mm-hmm. and then in front of Tao, oh Nick and Charlie grab hands again oh and run down the corridor God. holding hands. And I'm just like, what Tao. the hell? Tao. <laughs> But he's, Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, maybe a a slight explanation as to how Chow does not notice at this moment is because he is so far behind the rest of the group. And then he adds that humour. Yeah, even so, he should have noticed that. Oh, my God. I hadn't even clocked that. Oh, he is oblivious. But, yeah, I like that moment where the two couples are running ahead holding hands through the corridor that lovely supportive high energy fun Mm -hmm. cuteness lightness has been restored and then it's great tau and l kind of taming behind yeah (laughs) for the humor uh yeah um and they return to the hall and Nick and Tara have this lovely little exchange about, oh boy I kissed once girl I kissed once so Um, sweet and supportive yeah, and Nick saying to Tara, are you going to be okay? And Tara mm-hmm. saying to Nick, are you going to be okay? And then both yeah. just, like, reassuring each other. And you get the impression that's a, a bond and a friendship that's going to last as well, don't you? Yeah, it's a great dynamic um, that I would like more of, please. Mm. Um, and then they all finally take their seats and we have some lovely shots of Nick and Charlie looking longingly at each other across the room, mm-hmm. um, and Elle also looking longingly at Tao and mm-hmm. some little love hearts. Yeah. Um, and Tao looking grumpy about Nick sitting next to him because still no one's told him, and yeah. he still hasn't clocked on, and yeah. He's literally made the effort to come to this concert, and he's still like, nope, he's messing Charlie around. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So frustrating. Fortunately, I only have two more episodes <laughs> of this frustration because uh, I can't take much more of it. <laughs> I can. I can yeah, take I much more take, of it because yeah, I love I watching it. This for many more hours. But yes, very frustrating. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the, that's the end of the episode. And it's, th- this episode just leaves me on, on such a high. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know whether it's just because the last few have been lower energy um Mm. and have focused much more on that dilemma Mm -hmm. 
Whereas this one is again really positive, yeah. and you've got these lovely friendships and the and the different dynamics going on here. And I think it's how it ends on a high as well. Like mm-hmm. yes, it had its low moments, um, you know, particularly for Tara, but then that high energy sequence of them all running down the hall together. It's just so joyful mm-hmm. and light and playful and fun, and the music, yeah. and then that's the end. And it just leaves you feeling happy and wanting more, which is how I ended up binging all of this in one go. And I'm finding <laughs> it very hard to stop watching it now. Yeah. So what's our heartstopper moment for this week going to be? I'm, I'm thinking yours might be the same as mine this week because there was one moment where we both said we were smiling the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And we were really just enjoying how sweet and wholesome and lovely it was a lot. And that is yeah, I think the, I know where you're going. That is the homework scene where mm-hmm. they're both doing their homework on the floor together. And then particularly for one particular moment, the moment when Nick tells Charlie that he's told Tara, that he's told Tara that they are seeing each other. And then they have that lovely moment of joy and surprise for charlie and their kiss yeah that's a brilliant moment and i really like that moment the other one i was just gonna throw into the mix Mm -hmm. was the close-up of um nick's eyes Mm. when he's watching pirates of the caribbean and that sort of yeah looking back between Mm -hmm. kira knightley and orlando bloom because it is a moment it is and it tells you so much Mm. which i loved about it but i agree in terms of making me really smiley Mm -hmm. yeah that moment where nick when yeah when nick admits to coming out and it's a positive moment for both of them yes i think is 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 yeah i think we should go with that (gasps) huzzah yes where are we going to put it on the list oh good point do you want a refresher yes please so at the top of the list uh, we have still got Tara and Darcy's first kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep calling it their first kiss. It's not their not first, first kiss, kiss. But it's a kiss. First public kiss. Um, at number two, mm-hmm. we've got the hand crackles. Okay. At number three, mm-hmm. was Nick's full-on gay crisis. Mm-hmm. Number four was the high montage. Mm-hmm. And number five was from last week's episode. Um, and that was the hug. Oh, outside the toilets. Yeah. Reminding me of my toilets. Apart from that, it was gorgeous. Um, yeah. So where yeah. are we putting it on that list? I think this is coming in high. I think this is coming in real high. For me. And I know we always say it's tempting to go high when you've just watched it, but I think on this occasion, yeah. it's genuinely high. Um, I think number two. I don't know if I can put it above the hand crackles. Okay. What was what was below the hand crackles before? High montage. Below the hand crackles is the full on gay crisis. Oh, okay. Well, I think it's definitely above that. I think I could put it above that. Yeah. But I think I think I still want the hand crackles above. Okay. Because that just it's a powerful so, visual, isn't it's it? So ingrained in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And it's synonymous with the show, and it's one of the first things that springs to mind when you think of the animation, like the power of the animations the hand crackles do just represent that in such a succinct little moment this is more of a whole scene almost isn't it um 
Yeah. But I still think it's it's up there. Fab, have you got any advice for our characters this week? Yes, I do. I would advise Tao to open his eyes and just look at what's going on in front of him and wake <laughs> up because I'm getting annoyed that he's still not conned on. I'm annoyed at everyone else for not telling him as well. Don't get me wrong. But I'm also yeah. annoyed at Tao for not realising what's bleeding obvious to everyone like isaac cottoned on after he'd literally just seen nick brushing charlie's cheek with a tissue he was already yeah. like oh, okay i see what's mm-hmm. happening here yeah. like you've just said they've literally just run down the corridor holding hands in front of tau and he's still not cottoned on like in come on man yeah come on Ugh. yeah yeah um i think in some ways, I'd like to tell Darcy to cool off a little. Mm. Um, but I think she's shown that she's... Ta- she's. Ca- I think she's taken that advice on board from Elle already. Yeah, I think, I think she think has. She has. Um, she's shown that she can do that. So I feel like I don't need to give her that advice myself now. Okay. So my advice is going to be to all the musicians in the orchestra... Uh-huh. Um, that they should be drinking water before <laughs> playing their instruments because otherwise they will have uh, really sticky, thick secretions Ooh. which they will be blowing down their instruments Ew. and will be collecting on the floor uh. underneath their seats. If you've ever Dang seen it. the floor after an orchestra <laughs> has played, you'll see it is a disgusting mess of saliva and adding milkshake into that mix Good is so such a bad idea <laughs> okay you yeah you really painted a picture there and i did not enjoy it so yep no milkshake involved in that situation bad enough as it is and if you're going to share milkshake pick flavors that you both like mm, yeah that's another excellent idea. but you've just come in with three bits of advice there. i know i know i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's fair there's a lot going on in this episode like we said it's very fast paced this one and it did very uh, a lot happened so fair they all needed that advice and there's mm-hmm. probably much more advice that uh much more. others listening to this will think of as well um so please let us know at heartstopper fan podcast what other advice for the characters you have Mm-hmm. And don't forget to uh, like and subscribe and rate us on Spotify mm-hmm. so that other people can find us more easily. Yes, we really, really appreciate everyone who's listened this far and we're, we're really happy that people are listening and enjoying the show. Oh, we're going to have a little hiatus now before oh, yes. our next episode because you are abandoning me to go on your honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> How rude of me. I sincerely apologise. Um... No, yeah, I'm very excited. Me and my wife are finally getting to go I'm on our honeymoon. For you. Um, mm. A year, a full year after we got married. So it's our honeymoon slash one year anniversary trip. Mm. And um, yeah, very much looking forward to it. We're going to Walt Disney World in Florida, which is mm. so exciting and a huge treat. 
Um, so very, very much looking forward to that. Yes. Can't wait for the pictures. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so there will be a little gap now before our next episode. Mm -hmm. But um, we are looking forward to rejoining for episode seven yeah. of Heartstopper, which is bully. And I'm already kind of dreading this episode. Yeah, so looking um, forward so to I'm, it. But, yeah, we're looking forward to chatting yeah. Heartstopper again. But Yes, quite glad. I've got a few weeks to mentally prepare myself mm -hmm. for... Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Yeah, this is very true. Um and actually the reason um you mentioning that we've now got a, a couple more weeks break than we usually would do is all the more reason for people to subscribe because then you'll get a notification when the next episode does go live. Brilliant. Well I hope you have a wonderful honeymoon Kate and I will see you when you get back. Yes you will.